This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia. Gabby, the season is wrapped up. Uh, Miami is in the midst of their offseason, which means, you know, this offseason, it's, uh, it's a little hectic in terms of the program is searching for an athletic director. Uh, the decision makers are searching for a potential upgrade with the head football coach while also noting Manny Diaz uh, still has a chance to return as the head football coach in 2022. And Manny Diaz, of course, and his staff are still acting um, accordingly as they should, right? They still have a job to do in terms of recruiting. So they are all taking, uh, making in-home visits, all that good stuff. So we got plenty to get into here with this podcast. Um, Gabby, I, I've written some VIP notes type stories uh, on Sunday, and I wrote one here on Monday morning as well, I think to provide even more context of um, what's going on, etc. cetera. Uh, and in light of that, I felt like today's podcast, it would be best served for you to, you know, based on stuff I have written, for you to ask me questions to maybe help uh, provide clarity. Because I feel like sometimes, you know, through the podcast, explanations uh, can be understood a little more clearly. Um, so we'll get into that. Let me say on the front front end here too, uh, you know, today's Cyber Monday. So our 75% off annual subscription deal still going on until midnight uh, when the clock strikes midnight, Monday into Tuesday. So if you're listening to this on Monday and you want to support this podcast, you appreciate the work Gabby does, kind of like the work I do, uh, do us a favor, take advantage of this. Uh, annual subscription deal, 26 bucks for a year's worth of coverage. I think that is priced too good uh, to not take advantage of. So again, we'd appreciate it. We've had hundreds of people sign up. Again, that always means so much to us. Um, but just wanted to highlight that here on the front end. Um I just want to throw in, I think you might get $26 worth of entertainment like this week alone, if we're being I, real. Oh, I agree. There's no doubt, just from an entertainment standpoint, if, you are, if you're locked into Inside the U, I mean, you get 26 bucks worth of entertainment in a year, easy. And you're right. You, you, you'll get it this week, I think, no matter what. So 
times now to jump on board, I think. And, uh, you know, again, I appreciate everyone who already is on board. Um, it means so much to us that uh, you support us, you know, covering the program that we love to cover. So, Gabby, and let me say this too on the front end, Gabby. I got my booster shot for uh, COVID yesterday. So if I sound a little sick, if I sound a little run down, my apologies. I'm, I'm still dealing with those, like the booster, you know, 100.7 degree fever. Uh, but I'm fine. I feel fine. Uh, I'm sure it'll pass in the next few hours. But if I sound off or if I sound tired, beyond the stuff I have to report on right now, that's kind of what's going on. <laughs> so Gabby, what do you got? Shoot me some questions. Yeah, man. I mean, I think let's just start off probably with the, with the athletic director search. Cause I think that need, that's probably the first domino that really needs to fall here. Um, I mean, last week, I guess it seemed like early on this week, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday was sort of like the timeline for, you know, maybe a, a, an announcement to come. It feels like that's been pushed back. Uh, I probably to the maybe. weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe, um, it, are you, are, are you worried at all? Like that they can't sort of there that they haven't come to a decision in finding an athletic director. And do you think that has something to do with the search firm and if they will have the final say, or do you think that this is something that the decision makers are going to have to do? And is, I mean, just really overall, is there a reason to be concerned about the process of hiring an athletic director at this point? So yeah, to be clear, right? I think I, I've made it clear on the podcast leading up to Sunday, um, I was under the impression that an athletic director might be hired midweek this week, right? Maybe Wednesday-ish, maybe Thursday-ish, I don't know. Um, Sunday, I, I was kind of told that an athletic director might not be hired this week. Um, now, does that mean it's definite that that's not going to happen. I don't think so. I think an I think it's a fluid situation. Um, I kind of read that as, you know, pump the brakes on like hyping up that an athletic director could be hired this week. Now, if one does get hired this week, that's great. You know, I think we'll learn a lot from that hire. Um, but I will say like of everything I reported on Sunday, to me, that was the potentially most troubling thing. And, uh, you know, I don't quite know what to make of it. I don't think it's necessarily like a bad thing. Um, but I do think, of course, like if you're going to pursue coaches, ideally you want to have an athletic director to present to those coaches, right? Um, now, would that matter to guys potentially like a Mario Cristobal and Elaine Kiffin? I think it would matter a little bit but I'm not sure it matters enough to like turn them off from the job. I think they are the type of guys that understand the potential of Miami in their own right. And to me, like if you got president Julio Frank involved, making it clear where the, the new vision for the program is moving forward in terms of resources, the school is going to give the program. I think that would be acceptable to those two guys um, beyond those two. You know, if you want to chase other guys beyond those two, and this is just me speculating again, um, not having an athletic director in place to me makes that tough. Does that make sense, Gabby? Yeah, no, it does. I mean, again, 
to someone else. I feel like that would, that would probably be. And in terms of like the search firm, right? Let me just lay out what that means, right? So the search firm, I'm under the impression the search firm will help present and help vet potential candidates, right? So maybe three to five guys um, where they can just help the process of like, you know, going through the background of these guys. And then I think they present, you know, maybe the three to five top guys to the university to choose from, provide that background information on these guys. Um, and so then it's up to the university to hire who they want to hire. Does that make sense? So the search firm is not going to like pick who Miami hires, right? right. Um, they just help the vetting process. And also too, I think it's worth pointing out, they help keep things buttoned up. So one of the reason why candidate names aren't leaking out is because they are going through the search firm. Um, you know, if Miami was kind of running this themselves, I think we'd see a lot of names floated out there. I don't, you know, the reason why we're not seeing that happen to me is because the search firm is engaged. Things are buttoned up. I think there's maybe only five or six people in the world who know, you know, who the search firm is presenting to Miami at this stage. So I'll say that, I'll say that about the search firm. I also want to say, you know, does Miami not having an AD in place indicate that there isn't a plan? I would push back on that as well. I think there is a plan, you know, and, and here is the plan. The decision makers are clearly making big swings at somebody or some bodies that they feel like are clear upgrades over Manny Diaz. Will it work out? I have no clue, right? I don't have a crystal ball, but these are the type of aggressive moves that in my opinion should be commended. The status quo, content with mediocre results, no vision or plan to change the leadership was the style of Blake James, right? He would not have attempted anything like this. Um, so again, this is an aggressive move. They are taking swings to try and improve the football product by trying to get whoever they deem as a legitimate coach in here. Again, will it work out? I don't know. But to indicate that there isn't a plan or there isn't a vision, I think would be false. And I mean, I guess Tom Jurich was a name that some fans were sort of, or people were just sort of like, I know you said on Sunday that he's not a candidate. Do you have anything else on that? Or was it yeah. just like flat out no? And maybe what I, happened there if you... If, well, if, I think I hinted at it in one of the podcasts last week, right? Once they engaged the search firm, it was going to be, it was kind of like good night for Tom Jurich, right? Um, a search firm with, with the potential red flags that Jurich has on his resume, a search firm acting in good faith could not present that candidate to Miami. Does that make sense? So yeah, a search firm is not going to work for a school that, you know, doesn't necessarily want their opinions and wants to use a search firm for optical reasons only. Now, let me make this clear. Do I think Tom Jurich would crush it at Miami? Absolutely. But at the same time, once the search firm was engaged, I think, you know, legitimately hiring Tom Jurich 
kind of became tough to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I know over the weekend, I mean, I guess just the future of Manny Diaz still sort of up in the air. Again, there has been no sort of confirmation that he's coming back. There's been no indication that they're moving on. I know that you wrote that, you know, on Sunday again, that Miami's sort of concerned about maybe some of the younger players on the team, keeping them happy, all that stuff, all that type of stuff. Do you kind of view that as short-sighted in terms of just like, let's say that is their reasoning or maybe they're just trying to maybe, I don't know, ease their way into making it seem like Manny Diaz is going to be the guy moving forward. Would you view that as short-sighted if it, if they're current, if they're worried about the current roster right now, or just like, do you think that they have to sort of, I mean, how do I say it? Just maybe look bigger picture rather than just focus on maybe what's going on in the program right now. Cause it seems like, you know, well, okay, maybe not, that's not what they're saying, but I mean, it seems like. I would know, push back that they're not looking big picture. Look, this is a weird situation. I get it. Like essentially what Miami's doing right now is they're dating a girl and they are looking for a better looking girl and not even hiding it to the girl they are dating, right? Um, so it's an- Miami's cheating on Manny, on Manny Diaz right now? They're trying <laughs> to, right? They're, they're trying to. But at the same time, it's not like cheating in the dark. They're just, they're letting him know right? We're, we're going out and looking for your replacement yeah. at the end of the day. Can they pull it off again? I don't know. But to your point, like, look again, cause this is an awkward situation, like I just said. And so to put the messaging out there that look, we value these young players that have a lot of talent, I think is the right thing to do. And look, obviously these young players like Manny Diaz, um, to me, I don't think Manny, this is my opinion. I don't think Manny Diaz controls his own destiny. I don't think he has a say in whether or not he returns uh, to Miami in 2022. To me, it comes down to, can Miami attract a coach that they feel like is an upgrade over Manny Diaz? Um, so that's kind of what it boils down to. Um, do I agree with that approach? I do not, because I do think there are a lot of coach coaches out there that can win at Miami with the right resources, right? So if it were me, I would not even think about bringing back Manny Diaz, but I understand the case for it if you strike out with what you consider upgrades, right? Um, you know, is Manny Diaz the coach to get the most out of this talented young bunch? I would, I'm not so sure, right? I would clearly, I think everyone knows I would probably say no, right? The players believe in Manny Diaz, but this is a results-oriented business and they just went seven and five. And I don't know about you, Gabby, like even with the De'Eric King injury, um, which no doubt hurt. Um, but to me, you know, the regular season's over. If we step back and take a look at the season, to me, this team is still like, I think this team should have gone nine and three or maybe even eight and four. So to me, this team still underachieved, even though there is some young talent that is exciting. Right. And there's always, let me make this clear too, right. At Miami, there's always going to be pluses, uh, with coaches. Um, you know, Randy Shannon 
had Teddy Bridgewater committed when he was fired, right? Right. Um, Al Golden had some impressive offenses when he was getting fired, right? Brad Kaya was his quarterback. Um, this is Miami, right? There's, there's always going to be positives with this team um, year over year over year over year. It's not like Miami's a program or this team in particular went three and nine or something, right? Um, so to that point, I would say, you know, look at the example of when you went from Golden to Mark Richt, right? In 2015, Miami went eight and, f- eight and five and lost the bowl game. The following year, they hire an upgrade at head coach. Miami then went nine and four and won the bowl game with new leadership. And, uh, and then the next year that led to, of course, that 10 and three season. You know, I think the move from Golden to Mark Richt got the most out of that team moving forward, um, which is why I think a move is necessary no matter what. Um, I'm just reporting again, and I've said this from the beginning, have I not, Gabby, that Manny Diaz has always had kind of a path to return, right? right. I still feel like it's somewhat of a narrow path. Um, Do you feel like it's widening? I don't think anything has changed, honestly. I don't. Okay. Uh, Manny is not driving this bus. The board of trustees that want Manny back, again, they are not driving this bus. Um, it boils down to, can Miami attract another coach, right? And I feel the same today in that regard as I did last week, right? Um, so, yeah, I understand the frustration that Miami just straight up won't make a move. Um, I totally get that. but. I don't necessarily think anything's changed in terms of the job security of Manny Diaz, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, just like without them making a move, I mean, do you think that there is, like, what would you say the confidence level is in maybe these guys going in and getting a, a home run hire? Like I know you wrote today that they're, act, I mean, you just said it now, they're actively looking to upgrade the head coaching position, but that doesn't mean that they're sort of, they're not writing off Manny because they haven't let him go. So what do you think that says about their, like their confidence level in being able to go get a Mario Cristobal type or even like a Lane Kippen type, the fact that they're still still sort of keeping uh, Manny Diaz around to sort of go out recruiting and, you know, do all these things and just operate like a head coach while still sort of flirting with these other options. Like what, what does that mean? Well, let me be clear, right? Let me be clear. You throw out and, I get it. I think these are the names to know, but let me be clear. When you throw out Mario Cristobal and you throw out Lane Kiffin, I have not been told those are the, you know, quote unquote upgrades, right? I think we are assuming that is the case. Yes, we're assuming that, yeah. Right? Um, So let me be clear on that. Um, And to your point, in terms of confidence level, I don't know, right? I honestly don't know. Um, But... Speaking to that point, Miami has not come out and announced Manny Diaz is returning in 2022. And if that was the case, they have every reason in the world to come out and announce that, right? Recruiting's going on. The assistant coaching carousel is already starting to get going with with the trickle down from the head coaches moving uh, from job to job, et cetera, et cetera. 
I think there's three things to watch, right? And this is just my opinion. Um, these are the three things that would indicate Manny Diaz is coming back. Number one, of course, Miami announces Manny Diaz is coming back, right? That's obvious. Number two, Mario Cristobal extends with Oregon or lands at a LSU or Oklahoma. Number three, Lane Kiffin extends with Ole Miss or lands at LSU or Oklahoma. So to me, those are like, like at the end of the day, if we're boiling this thing down, those are the three things to watch. Um, and I would say those are the three things to watch in that order. Um, so yeah, in terms of like confidence level, I don't know. Like if I, again, I don't have a crystal ball. I think there's a plan to go get someone. Will they be able to do it? I have no clue. Yeah, and you, I mean, just Brett Lashley, obviously, I think it's going to become official today that he takes off to SMU. What do you, I know that we've said that that probably hurts Manny Diaz's. So let me, hold on, let me, let me get you to, let me pause you there. This was just ran through my head. Okay. So, so I think the one fair question would be why hasn't, Miami just already moved away from Manny Diaz, right? Okay. I honestly, I don't know. Other, I don't know the answer to that. Um, here is my own David Lake harebrained theory, right? Again, this is my theory. I am not reporting this. This is totally something I've conjured up in my head. Um, but let's just say, hypothetically, right? Mario Cristobal is the target for the quote-unquote upgrade over Manny Diaz, right? Mario Cristobal does not want this whole thing. Just knowing his personality and knowing him a little bit, he does not want this to play out in the public. He is still coaching his team. Oregon is playing in the Pac-12 championship game on Friday, right? If Miami opens up, Cristobal will constantly be peppered with questions about the Miami job. If he is asked about it now with Manny Diaz still as the head coach, Cristobal can just simply say something to the effect of, don't ask me about jobs uh, that have a head coach, right? That job's right. filled. Why would you ask me about that? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, so if that, so from a Miami perspective, if that potential situation would be a major turnoff to Cristobal and avoiding that situation uh, helps your chances of landing him at the end of the day, then you kind of have to put out the messaging that Manny Diaz could return in 2022 as a smokescreen. Right. Does that make sense, Gabby? Oh, 100%. It does. So yeah. to me, right, the key days in terms of Mario Cristobal, and again, this is assuming he hasn't signed an extension before the game. You know, the Thursday, the Friday, the Saturday, because uh, the, the Pac-12 championship game is played on Friday night. Those are going to be the key days in terms of if Mario Cristobal is the guy they want to go chase as a quote-unquote upgrade, right? And, and to that point, I think if Mario Cristobal happens, Mario Cristobal to Miami happens, I, I do think it happens quick. Um, again, let's remember what Miami is not saying. Miami has not made an official announcement that Manny is coming back. If they wanted Manny to come back, they have every reason in the world to put that messaging out there. 
I'm sorry. I, no, I that's fine. I mean, pretty big dom. I'm just, I'm just staying on that. Like pretty big domino fell uh, yesterday out West with Lincoln Riley to USC. I mean, I have to assume that that's something to at least consider that, you know, he re- Mario Cristobal's recruited South Carolina extremely well. Uh, Lincoln Riley could potentially just clean up in Southern California, especially with three of those sort of elite kids committed in that 2023 class. Um, I mean, Again, I guess this would just be speculating, but I mean, right. it feels like a good time to maybe leave the West Coast. I like, do, think, do you think that that would impact a decision I think it's in interesting. I think it's interesting, right? I don't know if like Mario Cristobal is running away from the challenge of going head to head with Lincoln Riley at USC, right? But I do think it's a move if we're being real and if we're being honest, it does impact the ceiling of Oregon, right? And I think it's reminiscent too, in terms of just like leaving a program, maybe in a smaller market to a bigger city that, you know, I feel like it's a similar sort of move. I think Oklahoma, obviously probably a better program than Miami to make the move to USC, who hasn't been good. Oregon in Eugene, I mean, a move to Miami that hasn't been good. Fertile recruiting landscape. I feel like they're pretty similar. Uh, like it, it's, it's Well, right. It's you're speaking to, like, you're speaking to like, you know, a month ago, there was the narrative of why would Mario right. leave That's Oregon exactly. Exactly. to Miami, right? Exactly. I think a lot of people would have also said, why would Lane Kiffin leave Oklahoma for USC, right? right? And there's two main reasons, right? I think the conference, you know, the path, the potential path to the college football playoff is a reason for both those moves, why people would maybe make those moves and why we saw Lincoln Riley make that move. You know, the Pac-12 is a much easier path to the college football playoff than, you know, Oklahoma now going to the SEC. Um, And then also proximity to talent. Um, That is the number one advantage that Miami and USC hold over every other program in the country. Um, And again, where if you want to make the the comparison, Oregon to Miami, right? Um, Now that Lincoln Riley is in the Pac-12, Oregon's path to the playoff got harder. Um, And I think you could argue if Mario moves to the Coastal Division, there is less resistance there. You got to deal with Clemson and Dabo Sweeney potentially in the ACC championship game. Um, But again, Miami, you know, I think if Miami is, is giving their coach resources, they have a legit coach who is able to recruit the area, getting to the ACC championship game should become commonplace, right? right. And you take your swings at Clemson and, and maybe you win some of those years, right? Um, so yeah, I think the reasons for would be you know pretty similar. Um, in addition to, right, Mario understands the potential of Miami. He's a Miami guy. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Um, but yes, in terms of like what Lincoln going to USC means, you know, uh, I'll just say this: like, can with USC humming, can Oregon win a national? Does Oregon have national championship potential? I would argue no. I think, you know. Mario, if, if he comes in and they give him the resources, I think Miami has national championship potential. Uh, college football, let's be honest, too. Um, by and large, generally speaking, is a game that's won and lost, you know, primarily won if we're speaking about championships, 
uh, in the South, right? That is not, that is also something that's not lost on Mario Cristobal, right? He knows where the big time players are beyond South Florida. It's the Southeast. Um, it's just, look, Oregon has a lot of pluses. They have a lot of advantages. There's no doubt they pour a lot of money into things, into buildings and all that stuff. But it's very, very, very hard to recruit out there. Um, and it's even harder when USC is humming. That would be, I mean, that's going to be a super interesting situation to monitor and stuff like that. But I mean, obviously now it's probably going to become official today that Rhett Lashley takes the, right. the SMU head coaching job. I know that, you know, the, maybe we've talked about that. That doesn't make Manny Diaz's case any easier. Uh, I know you were told on Sunday that it wouldn't have an impact on the decision. They're also going to look at the full three-year, I guess, caseload of everything. Just, I guess, what do you make of that, of just basically, you know, Manny Diaz is now going to be evaluated without his offensive coordinator that has probably had a huge hand in turning this around. I mean, what, what sort of happens from here in that point? Like, what do you make of an evaluation of Manny Diaz right now? Like, how, how does that even sort of go down? Because, I mean, there's pretty bad losses between FIU. I mean, if you're considering the whole three years, FIU, Louisiana Tech. Um, I mean, I think there's a Duke loss, and there is a Duke loss in there. Uh, right, I mean, in terms of – Yeah, in terms of, like, the Rhett Lashley thing, right? I think if I was told – like, everyone knows by now, like, Rhett Lashley's leaving right? Like that is done. So if I was told, you know, the pending, the impending uh, departure of Rhett Lashley would impact the Manny decision, I think, you know, obviously that would show their cards, right? Does that make sense, Gabby? Right. Um, so yeah, I, I do, again, messaging, smokescreen, I think all these things need to be considered. But I do genuinely, at the same point, I do genuinely think Manny Diaz, you know, there's, again, no matter what happens with his staff, there's a path for him to come back. And if that happens, I think, you know, we've discussed uh, the university is going to give resources to the football program. And I think if Manny Diaz returns in 2022, he would have the resources to go out and get a, you know, potentially expensive offensive coordinator, potentially expensive defensive coordinator, et cetera, et cetera. So um, again, I understand that frustration at that, you know, with that though, I mean, you know, I'm just kind of reporting the news and you can either take it as a smoke screen or not. Right. Right. And I mean, again, just money, we know the university is going to pour money in, David, I know you've talked to some boosters, John Ruiz specifically, who seems like a new player in all this, willing to, you know, seeming yeah. like he's, again, ready to contribute substantially to the football program. Do you get the sense that his checkbook opens up if it's Manny Diaz at, in yeah. charge? Did you get the feel that, you know, he's ready to open up his checkbook if they were to hit on one of these major hires? Yeah. So, again, if people haven't read this uh, article, I think it is telling that, you know, look, a billionaire isn't going to talk to slappy David Lake for no reason, right? He wants to put the messaging out there that he's willing to, to pour substantial resources, you know, from the booster level into the program. 
he's putting that messaging out there for a reason, right? He wants to attract change. Um, and so, yeah, to answer your point, do I think the, the substantial resources from that booster level pours in if Manny Diaz returns? My sense would be no. I think, you know, in order for that to happen, a coaching change, no matter who it is. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously Mario Cristobal has family ties to John Ruiz um, through marriage. Um, so yeah, I don't like, but again, the university is willing to pour resources into the program, you know, via U Health, no matter what. Um, now, if Miami makes a change, a coaching change, specifically, hypothetically a Mario Cristobal. Yeah. I think we would see a ton more money pour into the program, uh, in support of Mario Cristobal. And again, just with, I'm with Mario Cristobal, another potential move with that could be what happens with just going back to the 80 situation. I mean, David Hyde of the sun Sentinel reported today that Alonzo Highsmith would be, is in the maybe driver's seat or he's the lead candidate to take over AD. Maybe just what would you think of that move if that's the direction Miami decided to go with the athletic director? And would that, I mean, again, the Columbus connection, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Would that be a Mario Cristobal move saying like, hey, like we're going to put you in a situation where we know we're going to surround you, one, with people you know, and two, people that, that really know football and that are, willi- that are willing to invest and pour into this football program? What would a hire like yeah. that mean? And what do you make of that? Just like, do you right. think that that so, could be a potential fit? So first off, like on the front side, let me say, you know, I was under the impression, you know, a week or two ago. So again, this might be old news. And, and I trust David Hyde's reporting. Great reporter. Um, if he's reporting it, I trust it. But as of a week or two ago, I was under the impression the fit for Alonzo Highsmith would be more so, you know, under the AD kind of overlooking the football program. Um, but again, if David Hyde's reporting it, you know, I, I'm not going to push back on it. Um, in terms of what that would mean, certainly if Alonzo Highsmith is hired as Miami's athletic director, that would be intriguing to Mario Cristobal. Um, the two are close. The two have a tight relationship. There is a ton of mutual respect. And so I think that would be attractive to a Mario Cristobal, right? Um, in terms of what it would mean for the job, from a football perspective, I think it would be a, a very good thing, right? Alonzo Highsmith is going to do everything in his power to make sure the football program is operating and getting the resources it needs to succeed. Um, I, so I, as a football guy, I would love it right now. I do think if you hire Alonzo as the AD, of course, you got to surround him with people who understand the administrative side of things, uh, the financial side of things, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but in terms of like a front facing leader of a program that would project, Hey, we are serious about football moving forward. Um, I, I would be totally down with the Alonzo hire. 
But what about like I, I think he also mentioned like a Gino Toretta. Like what like what just being a former same. player is, is that like you'd feel this exact same about a Gino Toretta type? Again, I'm under the impression that those type of guys would not be hired as as an AD, like straight up AD. That's the impression I'm under. I'm not saying Dave Hyde doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm not 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 saying that at all. Um but again, if that is the move, I, I, honestly, I'm here for it. So bring it on. Right. And then I know you talk, we talked about the December 3rd date a little earlier, just really like the significance of that weekend. It would, again, I know we talked about it, but would you expect, again, maybe just a guess at this point, an educated guess, would you um, expect that by – all right, so the Pac-12 game is on Friday, Friday night. By Saturday, Sunday, can you, would you expect – either a decision on Manny or uh, an announcement on an athletic director. I think by Sunday, Sunday at the latest, we'll probably know like what the deal is, whether Manny's coming back, whether Miami got a quote unquote upgrade. This is just my opinion, right? Right. Um, Reading tea leaves and whatnot. Um, At the end of the day, right? Look, the PAC 12 date, it comes down to Mario Cristobal is still coaching and finishing up his season. Um, so he's not really going to entertain anything seriously like himself, you know, whether or not his agent is entertaining things behind the scenes is another thing, right. But himself entertaining things, uh, that's not going to happen until after the PAC 12 championship game. Um, so if Miami does want to make a run at him, my hope is that they have everything buttoned up. My hope is that Miami comes at him with the same um, aggression, the same presentation that it would take to get like a Nick Saban, right? Like they can't, if Mario gets any type of sense that Miami's coming at him because, oh, you're a Miami guy. We know that you like us simply for that reason. Mario's going to be turned off by that. Um, so if I'm Miami, I have Julio Frank. Even though Julio Frank, we all know, you know, he's leaning on advisors uh, for this athletics decision. Um, I think he still needs to be in the room, honestly, um, because of the message that sends to Mario. I think if, if Miami approaches this, you know, chasing Mario with anything that could perceived as a lazy effort, that would be a stumble. And, and I'm hoping, again, approach it like, again, like there's zero chance Miami could go get Nick Saban, but they need to approach it as if they are trying to convince Nick Saban to come to Miami. Does that make sense, Gabby? Yeah, 100%. They need to come correct. They need to... Come with the respect again, as if you're trying to, as if he had no ties to Miami, as if you're right. you were recruiting him because he's a great football coach, and for that reason and that reason alone. So in that way, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Right. Anything else? I mean, that that's good for me. I know, like a lot of people are wondering, Lane Kiffin, right? And, oh, okay, and, Lane Kiffin. Yeah, we should talk. And about and look, right? I honestly don't know. Again, I don't know who the potential quote-unquote upgrades would be. I think if you read tea leaves, right, there's a lot of tea leaves that tell you Mario, right? There's not as many tea leaves that tell you Lane, but does that necessarily mean that they are uninterested in Lane? 
quite frankly, I don't know, right? I, I'm not going to lie to you people. Like when I don't know things, I will tell you, I don't know. Um, so I don't, like if they strike out on Mario, what does that mean for Lane? I honestly don't know. So um, I guess we will cross that bridge if we do get there. But I am, you know, guessing, I think based on tea leaves, that Mario would get the first crack at, you know, yeah. do you want to be Miami's coach or not? Yeah, that makes sense. So anything else with, did I confuse people more? Did I help you think? Provide I mean, more clarity? I, think you, I, I think you helped, man. I, I tried okay. to, I was just kind of going through the timeline and stuff, seeing what people were sort of talking about to see if maybe we could, help out people even going through the boards to see just like comments concerns that people had and you know i tried to i, th I think we tackled a lot of those that at least got more in depth okay. in those so that people at least have a better understanding again, of, of those i things. under the i understand the frustration right i do right. um but i think the word to use now and everyone hates this word patience right let's see how things look friday saturday um Again, I understand it's not fun waiting around and there is uncertainty, um, but there is a plan. We'll see if they can execute it and get the result of upgrading the coach. So before we get out of here, Gabby, though, um, you know, Manny Diaz and his staff is out here recruiting, right? Yeah. Tell us just what we need to know, basically what happened Sunday yeah. and kind of what you expect here to happen on Monday. Yeah, uh, I mean, on Sunday, Miami went in home with Wesley Besaint and Nigel e. Kelly, two of the top defensive targets on the board. Uh, Wesley uh, Besaint, you know, top two, four, seven linebacker at a Miami Central. I, Miami sent both the, the, the whole entire defensive staff to both stops. Um, there's a picture on my Twitter that has Wesley Besaint and his family with Miami's entire defensive staff. Um, you know, Nigel e. Kelly got that same sort of treatment. Uh, from what I understand, both visits went well, uh, you know, sourcing Coral Gables told me that it went excellent, especially with the saint. Um, so again, he's making a decision on Saturday, just kind of got to wait and see how that goes. Um, so, you know, two big, in, big time in-home visits with two top guys. Again, Manny Diaz and his staff, they get, they're out recruiting, man. They're out doing what, you know, they're, they're do, doing their duties, uh, as a coaching staff right now, the sort of operating as if they're going to be there. So. Again, there's going to be people that are going to push back and say, oh, is he recruit? Like, why is he recruiting all this stuff? Um, you know, all sorts of comments I've gotten about it. And the reality is, is that they just got to do their job. It is what it is until they're told otherwise. Again, we've sort of right. laid out that there is a path of, to him coming back. He can't just fold his arms and sit around in a corner and wait for something to happen. He's got to, he's got to move to try to give himself, I guess, the and best honestly, shot. Honestly, he has to, this is a way for him to fight for his job, honestly. Right. Like, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but let's say he goes out and gets a commitment from Shamar Stewart, like, you know, and again, that's like one in a million shot, but, uh, yeah, just saying, you know, he's, he's still acting like the head coach. Right. And it, it, I mean, again, what's he was saying it's announcing Saturday. So let's say Miami is the pick. I mean, that doesn't hurt my, that doesn't hurt his chances. Um, you know, and the writing may be on the wall by then, but, Again, I think that, you know, they're, they're going to give themselves every chance that they can. Um, on Like, today's another big day. Uh, Manny Diaz is, is going to be up in South Georgia, could potentially be up there already just hanging out. 
Uh, he's going to meet up with quarterback commit Jakari Brown, and he's going to meet with him and his family and, you know, people close to him um, up there uh, throughout, throughout um, today, Monday. And, you know, there's going to be some tough conversations sort of had there, you know, they're just talking to people, you know, that are familiar with Jakari in the situation. Um, you know, they are, they, they have concerns, they have questions and, uh, right. you know, they've sort Everyone of, Everyone would, I would think yeah, of all course. these commits. All, so. Yeah. All these kids are going to have commitments. I had another, I had a, you know, another commit. I had one of their family members text me over the weekend randomly in the middle of college football asking, you know, Hey, like, what's, what's going on here? What do you think is going to happen? And, you know, I just have to, I mean, there, there, there are people out there that are concerned that, you know, they're sure. on the commit list. Um, so naturally there's going to be a lot of concerns. They didn't want to, I know specifically with the Jakari Brown situation, they didn't really want to press too much while they were in season. Uh, they really wanted the regular season to finish out before they started having these deep in-depth conversations. So I expect plenty of those, plenty of conversations to happen tonight. Uh, they expect Manny Diaz to be honest and open with them. He, they've said that he's been that way throughout the entire process and they have a lot of respect for him. I sort of get the feeling that, you know, Jakari might probably sign with Miami regardless, just because he is so big on relationships and he's been so laser focused on Miami throughout the process. I mean, since he committed back in March that, you know, it might be hard for another program to make those inroads, especially with so little time to visit um, in order to maybe flip to the point that he would, you know, feel comfortable flipping his commitment. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens there just on Monday, um, you know, throughout the day after those conversations and sort of see how they feel, uh, you know, about the situation after that. And, uh, you know, Rhett Lashley leaving is obviously, you know, disappointing to them because, you know, he did commit to play for Rhett Lashley. I think it'll be interesting to see if Rhett Lashley tries to get him to Dallas at some point to see what's going on there. I think that that potentially could be an intriguing option, but um, I'm not 100% sure if that's even realistic at this point. So, you know, we'll sort of see what happens and, uh, you know, keep I would still... I mean, you never know. I would still expect Jakari to sign, though, no matter yeah. who the head coach is at Miami. Yeah. I was told he is going to be on a college campus in January. This is not one of those situations where it's like, okay, let's just wait till February because we need to be sure. He is right. going to enroll early. It's done already. That's happening. So he has, what, 17 days now to make a decision. And so I, I would expect Miami to pick up his signature. All right. Anything else to touch on? Um. Not really. I mean, official visit weekend coming up. Maybe we can touch on that next podcast. Okay, great. So lots of stuff going on again, 75% off between now and, and, you know, clock strikes midnight Monday going into Tuesday. Uh, mean a lot to us. If you can support the thing we got going on here, 26 bucks for an annual subscription. Um, again, appreciate all you guys, loyal listeners, loyal subscribers. We will continue to keep things rolling. Till next time, take care.